Medium kind. What's up, bitches? Whoa, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Forges of Combat 2 podcast. I'm leaving that. I'm Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Aaron. This is a creator-focused episode. It's a show we do once a month where we pull a random comic creator's name out of a bucket. We talk about uh, their career and books they've worked on. At the end of this episode, we'll pull out next month's uh, creator-focused comic creator. But this month, honey, who are we talking about? Ed Brubaker. Ed Brubaker. Frank Castle. Writer. No, it was was Frank Castle. No, it was Frank... Oh my God! It was Frank Gary Miller. Frank. <laughs> oh, Frank, Frank Miller. Right. Yeah. We, yeah. Said, we, we still haven't still, done. Who's Frank gonna, Castle? It's gonna be tonight. Is that oh. a name? The Punisher. Oh, <laughs> I was making fun of you for confusing. I think people. she thought Frank Castle was <laughs> fucking Nathan Fillion in that show. <laughs> I did. <laughs> did he uh, have a show where he just uh, tags along with the cops? I never seen that. I never Which seen one? an episode. The of that stupidest show. premise for a show you've ever heard of in your life. Um, what? Anyway, Castle? Castle. Yeah, we love Castle. I love Castle. Castle. No, it, it's a pretty good show, but it's real dumb. Like, oh, no, it's who dumb. the fuck would ever be like, hey, let's let this guy tag along? New Tangent. <laughs> did you guys ever watch the show Medium? No, no. I've heard no. of it. Patricia Arquette. It, I don't know. Oh. Blonde well, lady. Yeah. <laughs> we can't start off the rails, you guys. Wait, well, we will. Yeah. I watched that. I oh, watched that as a as a preteen. Dear Lord. <laughs> I watched that as a preteen. Uh, and I, I probably shouldn't have just been watching it. It, it gave me some nightmares sometimes. Okay. Medium. She was a... She, well, I know she was what? a medium in the cops. What? She found what murderers. She worked for the cops. Oh God, really? I remember that show. It that was, was like Castle. Ago. It was like Castle, but she was had it? visions. She was psychic. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Okay, so can we get back to the podcast? Now? No. <laughs> okay. This is the podcast. I don't know. Are you going to play another random murder. sound bit on your? <laughs> yes, she will. This is important. So, Ed Brubaker. Yes. Was born on November seventeenth, nineteen sixty-six. What's his real name? Ed Brubaker. Edward Brubaker. Yeah. <laughs> Middle name. Edward Norton Brubaker. <laughs> Edward Billy Brubaker. Uh, my phone. I can't even tell you. Wait, does a middle know. name really matter? So at this his birthday is the day before yours. <gasps> November seventeenth. It? Yep. it took me a second. I was going to say April. <laughs> He's fifty-five years old. My God. My. Uh, notable works include Captain America, Catwoman, Criminal, Daredevil, Gotham Central, Incognito, Sleeper, Uncanny X-Men, and more. God, he just rambled those off quick. Yeah. What was that? Repeat. Criminal. I said criminal. Oh, did you? Yes. <laughs> Sex criminals? No. No. <laughs> just criminal. Just, just the regular criminals. <laughs> just no. regular criminal. No sex involved. That's this cool. <laughs> Did you read that one? No. There you go. Fatal. Did you mention Fatal? No. That was a good Femme one. Femme Fatal? No. Just, no. Well, no. Harvey yeah. Award winner in 2006, 2007. Eisner Award winner in 07, 08, 2010, 2012, 2015, right, 2016, so. and He's 2019. A, He's really good. Wow. Yeah. He's uh, solid. He's solid. Ed Rubaker was born on November 17, 1966. The child of a Navy intelligence officer. He spent much of his childhood <gasps> in Guantanamo Bay. He's a Reading Navy comics kid. that included Captain America and his sidekick Bucky Barnes. Which were seminal in the storyline Brubaker would one day write when creating the Winter Soldier, describing his affinity for Captain America's sidekick. Thus, he has stated, I was a Navy brat, and he was an Army brat. 
As Bucky had been killed off before he began reading the stories, Brubaker assumed that he had met his demise in an elaborate, dramatic story, only to find that he had been unceremoniously killed in a single page of the Avengers number four. So did he create the character Winter Soldier? Yeah. Yeah, Winter Soldier, yeah. He, he, Bucky, created, he created the Bucky, persona. No. Persona of Winter yeah, Soldier, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. Um, that's cool. Brubaker saw this as an injustice, commenting that I was a nine-year-old kid and I was horrified. <laughs> And that was one of those ones they they always say there's there's two characters that will never come back from the dead. Oh, maybe so there three. was three. It was yeah, it was Gwen, Uncle Ben, Uncle Gwen Stacy, and, and Bucky. Bucky Barnes, yeah. yeah, and I think they brought all of them back at this point in some way or another. Yeah, not Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. You could say that. It depends on like. If you believe in... From a certain point of view. Magic. Exactly. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> it's magic. You, you know magic. what? It could have been because they have magic in the Marvel Universe. No. Shut up. And the DC Universe. No, um, He could be alive in the and DC the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Baker began his career in comics as a cartoonist. They have fire swords in the Bible. <laughs> writing oh and drawing God. Pajama Chronicles for Blackthorn Publishing. Pajama. Pajama Chronicles. What's uh, pajama? Is that like Pajama Sam? Pajama who? Pajama no. Sam. It's I a, thought you said Pajama Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's a video game that me and Tyler oh, okay. used to play as a uh, child. Purgatory USA for Slave Labor Graphics. That's a horrible oh my God. name for a company. What? That's a horrible <laughs> name for a company. Slave Labor? Uh, I haven't heard of... That's the... Uh, uh, we, we would always call that the emo section. And yes! And would get mad at us. Don't call it the emo section. It is, and isn't... Uh, and several short labor, stories right? for various small press anthologies. His like most well-known work of no, this yeah. period is Low Life, a semi-autobiographical series first published by Caliber. Later moved to Caliber, that's Aeon, right. Aeon that Press. Is that how you say Caliber. What's Caliber? Uh, for Caliber, Brubaker also co-edited an anthology publication titled Monkey Wrench. What's Caliber? A comic company. That's yeah. who, oh, okay. I, I believe that was the original I thought that was the story the that he was talking about. I didn't know that it was the uh, In 1991, Brubaker wrote one of his earliest crime stories for the Dark Horse anthology series Dark Horse Presents, which he would... Continue to contribute to intermi- intermittently throughout the decade. Among those contributions were the three-part serial An Accidental Death, a collaboration between Brubaker and artist Eric Shanower. That's how you say that. Did you end it in a question mark? Question mark, yeah. Which, Shanower? Uh, <laughs> That'd be fun. Which last garnered name the, two, <laughs> the two eyes <laughs> award nominations. 1993, a Godzilla short story and another tale under the low-life title, this time a romantic triangle explored through three stories with each depicting a different participant's point of view. The latter story was collected by Alternative Comics into a standalone publication titled At the Seams, which in turn was nominated for Outstanding Graphic Novel or Collection at the 1997 Ignatz Award. Question mark? Yeah, I was like, are you, uh, are you ending? Like, question mark means I don't know how to pronounce words. But I didn't know if you needed Spell an it. answer. Spell it for us. I-G-N-A-T-Z. Ignatz? Ignatz. His other work for Alternative Comics, the humorous and experimental Detour Number 1, was to be the first issue of a series through only one issue was published. Detour was nominated for the Best New Series, Harvey Award, 1998. But they only had one but issue? they did one issue? That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it must have come right at the end. Like, yeah. right there, like must December. must have really hit with some people. Brubaker's last work for Dark Horse Presents was The Fall. A five-part story illustrated by Berlin creator Jason Lutz about a convenient store clerk who gets involved in a 10-year-old murder mystery after he uses a stolen credit card. 
In 2001, all five parts were collected into a one-shot by Canadian publisher Drawn and Quarterly. Mm, I bet we have that somewhere. In 2004, IDW Publishing announced the first creator-owned project by Brubaker and artist Sean Phillips, a pirate-themed series titled Black Sails. Oh, you fucking love that, I bet. I would? Yeah. Black sails, pirates, you love that shit. Oh, I was like, what do well, was it? It, was, it was making fun of the Yeah, it was all like. I thought you were about to tell me something really it? awesome. Like, what was it called in Black Sails? The no, Black Freighter. Tales of the Black, the Black Freighter. Freighter. Yeah. Was, the he Black loves... Crusader is what I said. Let's just calm down. <laughs> it shows how much I care uh, about it. The creators eventually decided to shelve the series in favor of Criminal. Published under Marvel's oh, Icon imprint, and The Fall um, remained Brubaker's last independent comics work until his move to Image in 2012. What's Criminal? That's probably his, one of his big epic things that he's done. That and what's it about? Uh, criminals. 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 Really? Criminals. Criminals. It's. I mean, he's really good. I think that was. He came out. It's not noir. He's really good at noir and a and, detective and stories, right? Stories, yeah. Yeah. The, and so, the, oh, I'm sorry. Go I would on. almost no, say nobody does it better. Really, if yeah. you're looking for a like, crime no, drama I think, type, I think he's equatable. The thing that was fun with uh, when he brought Fatal out, yeah. it was that noirish thing. But he's like, you know what? I've done these crime things. I'm gonna bring another element into it so it was Magic. like no it was oh. like cthulhu shit it Ooh. was like and i'm like yeah, okay he, we're, i'm down with this there yeah he go. does but no he just has a way of uh being he, the way he writes it's perfect for the storyline and to hear that he's a navy brat it really does it's the technicality of his writing i mm-hmm. guess that underlining um <sighs> It's very precise. Even though the story is usually, it weaves, Mm -hmm. his writing is extremely precise. By the end of the story, he does it so well. You could see he's probably, you know, the Navy and everything. I could see the Army background on him. For sure. Interesting growing up on Guantanamo Bay. (laughs) They actually, he'd be... When you said that, that brought up something in what I had done my book report on. I was like, oh, this makes sense. you done a book sense. report? Yeah. yeah. In 1995, Brubaker was contracted by DC to write a story about Prez for its mature readers imprint, Vertigo. I miss Rest Vertigo. in peace. Uh, after being recommended to the editors by his, uh, by his An Accidental Death collaborator, Eric Shanower. Who was already attached to the project as the artist. I thought his um, name was Eric Shanower. Shanower? <laughs> Shanower. Right, I tried to say it with some confidence. <laughs> <laughs> the result, Brubaker's first work for one of the two major American comic book publishers was one short title, Vertigo Visions Prez, a broad political satire revamping the obscure 1970s Joe Simon creation. Brubaker continued to pitch various ideas to Vertigo, but kept getting rejected until Shelley Roberg asked him to pitch uh, something he didn't think Vertigo <laughs> would publish, Roberg? which ended up being Scene of the Crime. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. Uh, the series came out in 1999 and marked Brubaker's first collaboration with two artists who he would frequently work with him years later, Michael Lark and Sean Phillips, who joined the project yep. as the inker for issues two and through four. A slacker detective story set in San Francisco, scene of the crime was critically acclaimed and brought Brubaker to the attention of Hollywood producers for the first time. 
Dun, dun, dun. You'd think Hollywood would just fucking love Brubaker because they like, yeah, like, but, like yeah. half of TV is crime shows at this point. Like, exactly. Like a good, a good, I bet like 40% of, sh- at least 40, 50% is, of shows. Does it talk about, will you be talking? Has he even played in the television realm? <laughs> will you be talking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, There's keep a going film then. and TV set. Tyler? Oh, Tyler Are will always talk? be talking. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> meow. Yeah. Um. <laughs> In late 2000, Brubaker signed an exclusive contract with DC. That same year, he wrote his first mainstream superhero work, taking over Batman with issue 582 Mm -hmm. in October of 2000. Brubaker would continue writing various series starring Batman and his ancillary character. Is that that a word? Ancillary? Ancillary character? Yep. There we go. Until late 2003, including contributions to the intertitle crossover storyline such as Bruce Wayne Murderer, question mark, it's actually that. And and Bruce Wayne Fugitive with no question mark. As well as a stand-on detective comics that was cut short due to an unspecified dispute with the editors. Also, in 2000, Brubaker launched his second creator-owned property at Vertigo, the science fiction series Dead Enders, with artist Warren Pleece. I don't know if... Pleece? Stop with the the question marks, dude. No. Uh, I always say question marks. 16 issues before its cancellation in 2001. Oh, never mind. (laughs) I heard something totally different. 16 issues? issues? I heard inches. I'm like, what are we talking about now? Tommy Lee. Oh. <laughs> Brubaker's last work for Vertigo Ouch. was Dead Boy Detectives, a four-issue uh, Sandman spinoff series illustrated by artist Brian Talbot. Hmm. In 2001, Brubaker teamed up with artist Darwin Cook to revamp Catwoman, redesigning and redeveloping Beautiful. the character's costume, supporting cast in modus operandi. Oh, that's a word. Operandi. Did Dead Boy Thank Detective you. pop up in... What? Was it Doom Patrol? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, The pair stint started with a four-year serial Trail of the Catwoman published in Detective Comics 759 through 762, in which private detective Slam Bradley attempts to investigate the death of Selina Kai. Slam Slam Bradley? (laughs) Question mark? (laughs) (laughs) And continued into the new Catwoman series, which launched in late 2001. I remember that. Brubaker stayed on the series until number 37, and which is January it 2005. Was nine. It's a good number. Good job. Yeah. 37 dicks. Oh. What? <laughs> 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 uh, during this time, Brubaker and Marvel writer Brian Michael Bendis discussed co-writing a team-up tale between DC's Batman and Marvel's Daredevil. <laughs> The two writers were enthusiastic about their ideas, which included a fight between Batman and Marvel villain Bullseye, as well as another fight between Catwoman and Elektra. DC editors Matt Idelson. Oh shit, my shit. Uh, hold on. I'm sure they nixed the shit out of that. Yeah. Uh, Matt Idelson and Bob Sh- uh, Shrek. That's Shrek? It's a weird word. Yes. S C H R E C K. It's just a weird oh. word to spell Shrek. Uh, we're also enthusiastic, but DC publisher Paul Levitz objected to the project due to a prior <laughs> disagreement with Marvel's editor in chief, Joe Casada. That would have been fucking, fucking sweet. Quesadilla. Always a, a fucking. They had. There are so much egos in comics that after a while you ponder. You're like, dude, it's comic books. Drink. Yeah. No, ponder? Yeah. Oh, ponder. Oh, <laughs> man, I don't even have ponder anymore. 
What's the Dude. world coming to when you can't even when you ponder can't even anymore? Ponder. I just I spit up on my shirt. <laughs> I was chugging too much. Keep going. 2002, Brubaker did his first work for Wildstorm, another DC imprint penning the first five-issue Wildcat right. spinoff, Point Blank. Hmm. The series I drawn by New Zealand artist Colin Wilson and starring Wildcats member Grifter. Cool. That was That's not a right. question mark. I know. It was an infraction. Uh, <laughs> took existing characters and concepts from the Wildstorm universe and used them to set up Brubaker's Sleeper series, which debuted later that year, collaboration with artist Sean Phillips. I'm sure we have all of these at home, Sleeper right? starred Holden Carver, a secret agent who goes undercover. I know we have Sleeper. In a supervillain's powerful the, organization, only to have his only contact in law enforcement fall into a coma. Mac. With the authorities believing MacGruber? him a dangerous criminal, Carver is caught between the two warring sides with unclear allegiances. I can read shit like that. Son of a bitch. In a world where... Oh. <laughs> uh, although Sleeper was a success with critics and fans on the internet, the series underperformed commercially December of 03, a unique public publicity stunt conceived to help promote the first trade paperback collection of Sleeper. Brubaker organized an arm wrestling competition at San Francisco's Isotope Comics. If participants were able to beat Brubaker at arm wrestling, they were awarded free signed comic books. Where where the fuck was I would love to do... Why don't they do shit like that anymore? <laughs> they <laughs> don't. My mind is blown. That's, I think the last thing... Uh... It was the poker game with uh, oh. Bill Willingham. Come wrestle I got in so our, much. In our, uh, is it is it the poster where it says, I'm your bitch? Yeah. Is that what we, in so it house. framed in our wall because Aaron beat him at poker. Oh, shit. We have a Fables poster autographed by him. No, it says, it Aaron, says I am your bitch. Uh, Bill Willingham was not a, um, turns out Bill. Did he write Fables? Yeah. Yeah, so. No, not Ed Brubaker. We're talking about somebody. Oh, okay. So Bill Willingham and me were playing poker. It was one of those events. And I, I had one of those hands that are unbelievable and it was unbelievable but he had, had a such flush? a yeah actually i had a flush is that a poker and he term? lived in vegas and the, he, this is how he would like get extra promote, money some, yeah no, and he money his he was he had a little ego there it hurt and so actually if you read the poster it says it seems oh, i am your bitch oh, okay. because he had to write whatever i wanted to and i said i'm i want you to write you know, you're my bitch. And he's like, he couldn't. He had to write, it seems I'm your bitch. Why? Wow. Because he's a bitch. He's an ego. <laughs> it's his ego, yeah. But it's on my wall, the fables. So continuing uh, on. According he to Drew Baker, he wrestled about 40 to 50 Jeez. people and won most of the time, Good losing on him. only to about eight or nine contestants. Hmm. Wow. I wonder, seen what does he look like? <laughs> What, is what Bru does he what? look like? What, yeah. what does Ed Brubaker look like? Wait, I was all like, if he's winning, like he must have muscles. Picture your mom, but with muscles. <laughs> she could beat the shit out of you, dude. I know. Keep going. <laughs> During the series run, Sleeper also took part in the company-wide crossover Coupe de Etat. That, I don't know. Uh, with bad. Brubaker scripting the first issue. Coup de Etat? Oh, that's probably what it is. <laughs> But see, she ended a question. She knew. She didn't even see what you were reading, but she's like, "Do you mean this?" (laughs) But a series of events that led the authority, a powerful team of superhumans in the Wildstorm universe, to take over the United States. Following the crossover, Brubaker and artist Dustin Nugent produced the twelve-issue "The Authority Revolution" series. You should pause for a second. I only knew 
that it was probably coup d'etat because I read it that way because it's funny in my head to read it that way. Uh, Completely it? wrong. How did he read it? Coup d'etat or something like that. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, you can go on. You can go on. It explored the ramifications Welcome of the team's the actions one. while Sleeper was relaunched with the season two subtitle onto the first volume's creative team. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a lot of notes, you guys. Buckle in. No, you're, he's on a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, when did he start his career? Oh my god. 1955. <laughs> We've been doing this for. 1955? <laughs> he was born in 1955. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he was born like 66. 66. He, yeah, is, he is 55. We started this podcast in 1955. Math Continue on. <laughs> Can you imagine if they had podcasts in 1955? Oh my god. This podcast brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. It was the radio. Is that how my mom was born? Hey. That is the year your mom was born. Okay. What did you say about your mom? The year Disneyland opened. <laughs> what did you say about your mom? Continue on, Brubaker's last major project at DC was Gotham Central. Co-created by Brubaker with artist or writer Greg Rucka. We did a whole... We talked a lot about Gotham Central on the Greg Rucka episode. And artist Michael Lark. The series focused on the activities of the Gotham City Police Department with writers either co-scripting storylines or alternating between the arcs. After Brubaker and Lark left the series due to their new... Newly signed exclusive contracts with Marvel, Rucka decided to discontinue the title, Aww. and Gotham Central was canceled. Issue number forty. It's what Poor we were Gotham all hoping Central. the movie, the movie, the TV show Gotham was going to be. Based now they get on, a second crack at it, and it, it was so. a poo-poo show. But they get a second crack at it now. So are they doing that? Are they doing uh, HBO that? Max? Yeah. Oh, okay. With well, with the it's with the Gordon from this new Batman movie. Oh, I love him. He's so. awesome. Maybe it, he, it'll be he's, good. He's good too. So what are else? Uh, they're doing something else. They're, do, with, they're doing that in a penguin show. Penguin with, with uh, are they really with uh, yeah. Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brubaker's first work for Marvel was Volume Five of Captain America series, paired with artist Steve Epting. Brubaker introduced new villains and resurrected the long dead supporting character Bucky Barnes as the Winter Soldier. That must have really like been one of those things. He's. I mean, if you could go back and like. Do something you wanted from your childhood. I mean, that's like Kathy Ireland. Well, that too. <laughs> I always of wonder, like, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool. Your whole career, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is awesome. I've always promised myself if I ever got the chance, <laughs> I'm to tell be- my parents to invest in Google. <laughs> Get some cryptocurrency. I, I always wonder, like, like Brubaker's a big go. writer by this time and has probably Bitcoin. quite a bit of pull and say. But I always still wonder how many people does something like that have to go through because that's not something you get to just do. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, I'm gonna bring like, Bucky. How back. many meetings do you have to sit in and be like, oh. hey, I'm thinking about bringing Bucky back. I have a story. Do you know how much Hear shit me he out. Here's my pitch. Like, right? How many people have to sign off on that? To be like, okay, go ahead. Well, and I wonder how many times he had time. to pitch it because you, right. you, you know you've got the lower person that he's going. Hey, yeah. this is what I want to do. Like, I like that. Let's take it to so and so. Like you pitch it to an editor first, and then they pitch it to like some chief creative officer, and then they pitch it to like a publisher, and they like. Yeah. That's why I would just wonder how many meetings do you have to sit in to do something like that. If he is listening to this, tell us at Brewbaker, how many meetings did you have? I mean, to he sit is through? our second biggest fan. I know. Irene will always be our biggest Number fan. Judd Winnick said he had to do quite a bit at DC to do Under the Red Hood to bring Jason Todd back. Mm-hmm. It was he had to he had to fight for it. 
So. Yeah, because it's yeah, okay. Keep going. I mean, to to undo something like that, you know, I mean, yeah, it's it's got to be. You but, I mean, that's the comic world at this point, right? But I, I do think there's there are people that consider something sacred, so you got to kind of go bat for it. That the Jason Todd thing irritates me because when I was a kid, and I well, my parents wouldn't let me call that number, but you could but, vote on whether you could. Oh my god, I kill Robin <laughs> off. And uh, it, it was, was it was it was not a toll free number. It was mm. you know whatever. You had to pay. Yeah. And your parents would find out because they had a bill. Yeah, but yeah, they people voted. People paid to have Robin killed off, basically, and yeah, to bring did. him back is kind of a slap. And how but, would but you have voted? Like one, I would have said kill him. Huh? He was kind of because it a wasn't Dick. Dick. It wasn't Dick Grayson. So one like, guy basically single handedly decided it though because he had it set up on like a what do you call it like a automatic dial where it would dial and redial but it was and pretty redial, close redial. wasn't oh, yeah. it and, okay. it and it was like less than a hundred votes they ended up deciding and this guy really? voted like several hundred times yeah. like this guy basically almost single handedly killed Jason Todd oh, like one, one person good for him I'm all Jason like yeah. Todd's that guy is an American hero <laughs> 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 he killed no one's favorite I, I, Robin I will tell you the uh, not, get, not to get off subject too bad but uh that issue where they introduce him, it's where he steals the the wheels from the the Batmobile. Um, my and uh, God rest his soul, Norm Breifogel, who passed away mm-hmm. a year or two ago. Um, I have a sketch on my backing board of that issue of of Batman from him. That was a retcon, though. They, that wasn't how they brought him in originally. Jason, Jason Todd? Todd. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like yeah, he, he, he was no, well actually he wasn't like, that big of a dick. He right? was no, he was like a carbon copy of Dick Grayson basically. When they first brought him in, it was like the same thing basically. Like parents died, he's an orphan. Yeah, and but then, he turned like, out to be an asshole. And then later on, they were like, we should write this character and not be lazy. And then they retconned it that he was like a troubled youth. Hmm. He was so troubled. I don't remember him ever popping up before then. Yeah, good job. Well, Continue on. Uh, the relaunch was a commercial and critical success from from its first issue with its most well-known storyline involving the assassination of Steve Rogers. You know what's interesting, though? I remember. <laughs> She's like, go on. But actually, let me talk. <laughs> no, no, no. When you talk about this, it was a critical success. Mm-hmm. Working as a comic book store person, whatever, <laughs> back in the day, oh. it was you followed the writers. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about critical success, I always... In, it makes me giggle because we followed Ed Brubaker. You right. follow your writers. So mm-hmm. he established himself so well with his work at DC and everything. People just bought Captain America, whether or not they like Captain America, because of the writer. Right. So I always. That doesn't make it a critical success, though. But that I, makes I, it a I always find. Success. No, I, I always find it interesting where you see this uptick where right. they're following the writer or the artist and you kind of have to give them props for the work that they've done in the past where marvel mm. will not they will say oh look it's captain america blah 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 where at Baker, he took a lot of fans with him oh yeah that's why these companies are so willing to pay some of these guys the money that they are because having their name on the cover yeah. of a book translates into a lot of sales I just remember I would follow his work because you say, oh, Brubaker's writing it. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Okay. Um, I'm just saying. The passing of the Captain America mantle to Bucky Barnes. Brubaker uh, wrote Captain America for eight full years, which is like almost 
unheard of in in the modern like eight years, especially on a big two book, is 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 a pretty long time, long time, dude. Well, wait, there has to be other people who've done it. Uh, no, I'm, I mean there but is, but I'm just saying yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, a, it's a rarity to write a, a Marvel or DC book for that long. Well, you know, ben just did Ultimate Spider-Man it. forever. But I mean, like for the most part, though, people don't stay on books that long yeah. anymore. Eight eight years is a long. Eight, eight years in comic book time is like How an long eternity. Have you guys been it really is. Mm, eight, eight years. years. <laughs> like it's, people, been real, it's like an eternity. We've been married eight years. Yeah. Eight God, years. Think, imagine writing a comic book for that long. Oh, oh my God. God. Like most people do, like a two-year yeah, run two or year so. Marriage, on, you know, two you to know. three years. Eight four years if you're lucky. Is a long yeah. fucking time. You guys so. got past that seventh year. The seventh year is hardest. From man. November two thousand four to October two thousand twelve. That's a long fucking time, dude. Uh, alongside several spin-off titles and associated series based around the character, including the two thousand nine miniseries Captain America Reborn, which featured the return of Rogers, the eight issue <laughs> Stop. Marvel's Project Limited series, as well as Secret Avengers, an ongoing series that followed the adventures of the I'm not even gonna try to say that word. Team formed in the aftermath of the company-wide crossover storyline Siege. Siege was so Siege. good. Was it? Do you need help? Should I? Whoa! Whoa. You're a good girl. <laughs> Brubaker's workload at Marvel increased in 2006. He wrote two limited series, Books of Doom, with artist Pablo uh, Raimondi. Doom Patrol? Retail? No. Doom Re- the video game. No. Oh my Doctor god, stop. Doom. Just stop. Retelling and expanding on PhD. the origin of Doctor Doom no, and the Dr. X-Men. Deadly Genesis with artist PhD. Trevor Harrisini uh, retconning the origins of the all-new, all-different X-Men that debuted in 1975. After finishing Deadly Genesis in July of 2006, Brubaker became the regular writer of Uncanny X-Men, working with artists Billy Tan and Clayton Henry. Yeah, uh. Whoa. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Me, I'm so sorry. It sounded like her burp said, uh-oh. <laughs> was Dr. Doom really a, like a doctor, like no. a medical doctor? <laughs> no, he's a PhD. He's a okay. He was a scientist. Okay, okay. He just had a doctorate. He's a doctorate, yeah. yeah. But that's a doctor. He's a fucking podiatrist. What do you think? <laughs> he's a PhD. Just continue uh, on. He is a pediatrician, goddamn. <laughs> he was an orthodontist. <laughs> he was a, a medical doctor, is what I'm saying. No, he did not have an MD. He was a dermatologist. But he did have a PhD. Uh, he also a took over Daredevil, having already planned yes. his run with outgoing writer Brian Michael Bendis. Once again, teaming up with his scene of the crime and Gotham Central collaborator Michael Lark, Brubaker explored the ramifications of the character's imprisonment, which occurred at the close of the Bendis run. Another notable launch of this year was the Immortal Iron Fist. A uh, quick thing about Daredevil quick. is that, like... It was awesome. There was a period there where it almost seemed like a lot of these comic writers were in like a competition where it was like, if you write Daredevil, it was almost like incentivized to be like, I'm going to try to like up it. I'm going to try to, oh, that's well, true, not right? even up it, but like, I'm going to try to put this character in like the worst position possible to hand it well, off to the next just Daredevil guy. Daredevil in general. Right. But, like. but it's, but it's kind of like, let's see how you get him out of this. <laughs> and then, and then it's not like, okay, kinda, okay. It, it's yeah. kind of like, like a lot of writers when they, on certain books, it's kind of like common courtesy to like, you know, put all the toys back in the toy box before you end a run so that the next writer kind of has somewhat of a yeah. fresh status like, quo. Yeah. Like with Daredevil, it was like, Bendis is like, I'm fucking unmasking his ass and I'm Good throwing luck. him in jail. And then Have fun, they Ed. 
kill off Foggy. Like, yeah, yeah, they did. He, like, they like faked his death at the end and all that stuff. Yeah, but, so Brubaker has to take over Daredevil with Matt Murdock's identity being public, and he's in prison. <laughs> like, I think I started issue one. Yeah. <laughs> I think I started at Daredevil maybe with Bendis, but man, yeah. at Brubaker, he wrote a fucking good Daredevil. Immortal Iron Fist was an ongoing series co-written by Brubaker and Matt Fraction, which started in November 2006. Mm, I remember that one. Also in 06, Brubaker and artist Sean Phillips launched their first creator-owned series, Criminal, published mm-hmm. under Marvel's Icon imprint. The title received generally positive reviews generally. in generally its first arc. Uh, Coward won the 2007 Eisner Award for Best New Series. In 2008, after two volumes of Criminal, Brubaker and Phillips took a break from the series to launch another Icon title, Incognito, which Brubaker described <sighs> as being... Right. About a completely amoral guy with superpowers forced to pretend he's a normal law-abiding citizen because he's in witness protection and how that shapes what he becomes. It's also a brutal noir twist on the superhero, supervillain genre that delves more into the roots Oops. and the pulps and it's going to be pretty over-the-top and action-packed. Noir? Noir? What? February 2010, a controversy arose <gasps> around Captain America number 602, which what depicted was... a group of anti-tax protesters <gasps> understood by some readers to be a tea party. Oh, I remember this. Which was characterized this. by the Falcon as exclusively white and racist group. <laughs> Brubaker and Marvel's editor-in-chief Joe Quesada apologized for the matter, explaining <laughs> that although Brubaker did not intend the protesters to represent any particular real life group one of the signs depicted in the scene read teabag the libs before they teabag you (laughs) (laughs) oh i remember that the slogan was not in brubaker's script and was instead added by a letterer oh that's fucked up he got fucked over by a letter oh come on that must have a smart letter joe caramagna Casada. No. no. <laughs> yeah. How drunk am I? Where? Caramagna. Carpe diem. Caramagna. Okay. I don't know. Caramagna. Uh, who under deadline pressures used messages from signs he found online at the last minute? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you picked that. <laughs> like, of all Let's things, do that. Of all things to pick. Of all things to pick. But, like, come on. If you're going to pick oh, yeah. one, of all but, things I mean, like, to you, you pick, that's do, the one. You could do generic protest signs like, no. change now. You know what I mean? No. Freedom. Whatever. Like, you, you no know, taxes. I just <laughs> think that's fucking funny, but keep going. Because no, no. he probably thought it was fucking... I remember fucking, that. I, I remember it's always that, a, uh, it's that, that stupid choice you make, right? Like... Casada further assured that the error would not appear in future reprints of the issue. Wasn't in an interview that? That following awesome. the controversy, Brewbreaker stated, I had to shut down my public email because I started getting death threats from, you know, peaceful <gasps> protesters. Those teabaggers. <laughs> uh, let's uh, see if we can find a, a picture of that for the, I'm, for the I'm Facebook. I'm almost certain we have that issue. I'm sure you could Google it and find the picture, too. So but I'm, I'm, I'm talking, like, physically right. we, oh, yeah. we have that issue. Let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's get a picture of that no, up on the socials. Teabag! Yeah? <laughs> well, your in teabag and the teabag. In January 2012, Brubaker and Phillips launched Fatale yep. at Image. The series was initially announced as a 12-issue maxi-series, but was upgraded to an ongoing title in November of 2012. What makes mm. it so that they go to Marvel, because it is it... So everybody seems to go to DC 
jumping stone. Then they go to Marvel, pretty girl, at the prom, right? They're the prom queens. My God, don't, uh, don't Google. <laughs> That's on your search history, Kyle. Uh, uh, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Oh. Jeez, Kyle. That's, that's Kylie's new name when he like does something <laughs> pretentious or stupid. Like, okay, okay Kyle. Kyle. Oh, I had a brain, well, brain fart moment. No, honey, that was awesome. I was just saying, I'm, I don't know, but I thought, what happens? Do they just get fed up with Marvel and then bounce back to DC? So DC, they push off, they get famous, Marvel takes them and shreds them up and they go back to DC? No, he didn't go back to DC. He did his stuff at DC and then he went to Marvel. But no, you're talking about Vertigo. He went back to Vertigo. Which is DC. Uh, yeah. So you look at a lot of them. Oh my god, Stan Lee's was, was, in this. Fatal <laughs> Stan Lee is right below the teabag uh, picture in a see. big hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop the socialist. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, we gotta post that for sure. Uh, Brubaker signed a five-year contract to produce comics exclusively for Image. Under the terms of the New Deal, Image would publish any comic Brubaker brought to them without having to pitch it. That's a fucking deal, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, he could he, have tea How many people have ever gotten years. a deal like that? I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's, it's very little. They're, they're so out there's there. There's probably but, a few, yeah. but... Like, I'm sure Kirkman doesn't have to pitch anything. Yeah. And well, Kirkman owns his own right. section of image at this point. Where it's like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to publish it. He owns tea bags. The <laughs> <laughs> Brubaker started... Uh, this arrangement was something that he has always wanted. The first series release under this contract was The Fade Out, a Hollywood period piece made with frequent collaborator Sean Phillips. Yep. Get ready to hear his name. Who's times. this Sean Phillips, man? Brubaker's other projects for Image included Velvet, which was a spy series illustrated by his Captain America mm-hmm. collaborator Steve Epting. That's who drew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, get ready to hear more about that book here in a little bit. Well, it wasn't uh, Epting on uh, Captain America? Isn't that who? Yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. Oh, okay. Oh, God, get it right. In March 2009, Brubaker premiered his web drinking. series, Angel of Death, on Crackle. Mm-hmm. Remember Crackle? Yeah. No. That's where I saw Joe Dirt 2. Oh, it was a Crackle original. It was It was fine. It was no original Joe it Dirt. It was oh, no Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. <laughs> There's one joke in Joe Dirt 2 that's that's really funny. Really? Because Joe Dirt We're 2 has to there? do with like time travel and shit. And it's part where he goes back... And he's like hanging out with fucking Leonard Skinner, and the one guy's like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about getting my pilot's license." And it just cuts to Joe Dirt. He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I'm like, "That's a fucked up joke." Fucked up, but it's but awesome. it was it was really it was really funny. Um, yeah, fucked up as hell, but really funny. Fucked up. Oh, uh, let's see. Brubaker made a cameo appearance in the 2014 film Captain America and the Winter Soldier, playing the Winter Soldier's handler. That's, oh, that's one I need to go back and see because I've okay. never caught that before. Uh, in 2016, Brew Baker joined the writing staff for HBO's Westworld. He co-wrote the episode Dissonance <gasps> Theory with you guys Jonathan like that Nolan. Show. Oh, I love Westworld. Well, watch Dissonance Theory. That's his episode. Oh fuck! In 2019, Brew Baker partnered with Nicholas Winding, uh, <laughs> fucking Winding Refn, to produce Too Old to Die Young, a ten-part neo-noir miniseries for Amazon. And then in 2022, it was announced that Brubaker would serve as head writer and executive producer on the animated series Batman Caped Crusader. Okay. 
And that's basically up to date with Mr. Ed Brubaker. If I remember correctly, watching Westworld, we saw his name, and I think we saw Brian K. Vaughn's name a couple times. It was, I could be wrong. It's pretty... Shit, uh, it, it's stuff. right up... I can see that's it. It's right up his alley. Saga, I think it's uh, time for a rewatch of uh, Westworld. I know. It was so good. Oh, oh yeah. It's pretty dark. Oh, so. she's a squirter. She's, she's a bubbler. <laughs> she's a bubbler. <laughs> she, she bubbled. She's a little foamy. Me. Get that looked into. Good Let's old do Kyle. some book reports. Mary, tell us about Killer Be Killed. It smells yeasty. Killer Be Killed. <laughs> That's what I read. Yeast. Oh my god. Yeasty. I'm sorry, I just took that one. Whoa. One, he one he took it a little far. Little far. Little far. Little far. If Kenny was here, he'd be fucking outraged. <laughs> Would he? Oh, Kenny gets uh, very uh, yeast? offended easily. Yeasty is outrage. Uh, it's yeast. Oh no, he'd be like, <laughs> "Well, it's we're, we're yeast, really? Oh, that's but anyway, easy." Mary, Keep what did going. you read for your book report? Uh, she doesn't remember. <laughs> Killer be killed. Ooh. The whole thing, or just the first volume? Just the first volume. It's only four issues. And it's that's not. All it's I not uh, kill or be killed, right? It's killer. Yeah, no, no be it's killed. kill or. Oh, yeah. okay. For some reason, I was thinking it was like it's yeah, killer. You're wrong. Be killed. You're wrong. Okay. Wrong. She's saying it really fast. Kill. Kill or be killed. Kill, kill or Tell us be killed. Now say it like Tyler would say it. Kill or be killed. No, 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 no. Kill or be killed. Wait, wait. Go. Kill or be killed. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us the whole story, the true story, nothing but the story. <laughs> you can't handle the story. Story. <laughs> the story. Story. We're going to be using this for a while. It was like, <laughs> That's Tyler's new thing. Question marks at the end. Inflections on the very What was that? The last word he, of every sentence has to go up. Again. He will not. That burp was. Uh, it has I'm to go up. We listen to this podcast just for that. I'm what? basically like the Stephen Pod Tyler asked. of. Uh, <laughs> You're <laughs> <laughs> the Steven Tyler. What are yeah. you saying? Kyle? You know Steven Tyler does that. Like the last word of every sentence <laughs> goes way up. Yeah, say that again. Okay. Uh huh. Like, like think of like a <laughs> no, the no, no. the Armageddon song, right? It's like <laughs> that's when I've lost. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Aerosmith. Yeah. Right, but like that, that's what he does, though. Like in the sweet surrender. Like that's what he does. Like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I got yeah. You. Like I it's always you. like right yeah. at the end he does that little. Eh? So, yeah. No, you're. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. What Moving was it? on. <laughs> <laughs> well done, my friend. Uh, well played. Kill or be killed. I read, be killed. I read that story. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fun. And I read and that. I liked it. <laughs> Irene. 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 <laughs> What the fuck is going on? What just happened? <laughs> Irene, Irene, I read. <laughs> what? Keep, keep, keep going. Irene recommended it. Oh. Okay, that uh, it's all coming full circle. Something here. she's regretting very quickly. <laughs> I think she recommended like, oh it for me yeah. specifically. Uh, I think so. Oh, I think so. Oh, so thank you, Irene. Page? I'm missing yeah. all this Irene stuff, apparently. And it's I'm on. usually the one that misses it. Okay. Anyways. I don't even have Facebook. <laughs> or Meta. Or what was it? TikTok? It's Facebook. Okay. It's, yeah. oh, okay. It's oh, a... guys. <laughs> what was it? TikTok? TikTok? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm over 40. Are you Tyler I don't <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Whore? Okay. 
lagi. You're such an enabler. I'm gonna murder this story because I've been drinking. All right, are you going going to kill it? (laughs) You better, or else you'll be killed. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill or be killed. (laughs) I don't know. That was a bad joke. Anyways, I had to Google the main character's name. Apparently, his name was Dylan. Yeah, it's a hard name to remember. What the happened there? Was it D I L L O N or D Y L A N? Yeah, D Y L A N. Dylan's yeah, like how my dad. Yeah, D I L O N can go to hell. It's like that's how a, my dad's. That's a pretentious it. ass name. Dylan. All right, so all right, so you got our. We have our main character Dylan, and he's he's telling this story about how he became a killer. Killer. Because or he has to kill or be killed. So. Uh, basically, it starts off with he he monologues a lot. Um, he is right. he's gonna kill himself because mm-hmm. his life is shit, and his old best friend, who's a girl, is dating his current roommate. That checks out. Um, and then his, but the but his, but All she made out. What but she like, I mean, out no she like made out with him. She like made out with him. Is this like the first book? So of she's the cheating. She's cheating on her boyfriend with him, and then is he in prison? Or? No, he oh. he's living at the at the house at the apartment. At the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she and he overhears them talking, and she says that she feels sorry for him, and that like turns him to like oh, a really oh. dark place. So then he goes up to the roof and he's gonna jump and then he's like right at the last second as he like just stepped off he's like there's no going back at this point he's like actually I don't want to die and then so somehow a miracle happens and he doesn't die then you learn that he is haunted by a demon <laughs> I'm so, so he's not so he's not sure he's not sure if it's a demon or okay. not it's a shadow monster thing I assume it's a demon um, this is sounding familiar but and Dark this Gizu? demon says hey I saved your life so therefore you have to kill at least one person a month or you die if you want to continue living so um and it's like no, a month goes a month goes by and he's like, I don't understand what's happening. And it's like the last week and he's like gonna die. And then he has to decide, like, okay, do I actually think that a demon has like cursed me and is like saying that I need to kill somebody or else I'm gonna die? And then he, he ends up killing somebody and it's just kind of it's Well, how uh, did he survive the jump? How did he survive? Yeah. So did they it's a that? like I say, it's, it's a, miracle. a miracle. Okay. He hits like he magic? hits like a cl- <laughs> c- it's like clotheslines and then he hits like oh, okay. he gets he kind of bounces off he of bounces things off and- of the, bounces off of things and then he lands in like snow and it's like luckily he's he's a little banged up but he survives it's the concussion fucking Aladdin yeah so that I don't want to spoil it if people want to read it but okay. it's and it's only four issues for the first volume so. And it's so it's basically him. He tells you that story, how he does his first kill, and then he's planning on doing his second kill. And basically, his life is like also going to shit. But he's like, but I'm just trying to survive because I don't want to die anymore. Hmm. All right then. Yeah, that's sad. Right, <laughs> Aaron, would you read? 
That was kill well, or be killed. Kill or be killed. I do. What was that? Killer what? Kill or be killed? Anyways. So I. I'm a terrible book report person. You're a great book report person. Nah, 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 nah. Right. Aaron's just going to read the back of her book. Pulp. <laughs> she's like, she's like, trust it's me, you're western. great. It's a western. No, it's actually, not Pulp Fiction. I, I enjoyed this. And it's not a western, right? No. Well, but he's a cowboy. Uh, hold on. Let me get there. I wasn't going to read this, actually. I was going to read the back and fill it in because I was really tired after a long day. Wow, and I was. I know, bitch. I know. And uh, I was talking to my mom. and But in the back of my mind, I thought. Ed and her Rupert mom's like, gave. you can do it. No, I just remember <laughs> Brubaker. You can read that. And I even told my mom it's real little. Um. But she was talking about the book. Whoa! Whoa. Uh, (laughs) And uh, but I did because Rubaker doesn't leave you hanging. He always gives you a really good rig. 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 I love rigging books. Shut up. (laughs) Read. Irene. Irene. Read. (laughs) So. I have never read this book before. It is probably about three issues, right? Probably, if that... Yeah. yeah. Um, and it hit home. The gentleman is older. I I think... Uh, that hit home for and, you? That I'm hit old. home? I think there is that age, but I guess... <laughs> I, just I think it's taking care of your older parents now. Oh. I mean, we're in the age where... I thought you were going to say we're in the 80s. No. <laughs> But we could be in the 80s. <laughs> so, Brubaker sets the stage up very well. You have yeah. an individual who is, is writing westerns. And these but western so stories... <laughs> yes. But he's got a cowboy hat. Yes, but see the... He's in the... Cowboys can't be it's old. about World War II, so it's Michaels about 1945... <laughs> So if you think about it, these individuals in about 1890 or so, it's a different, yeah. So 1940s, right? Think of the math. He is probably in his 80s, right? Wait. Oh, yeah, there it is. Cucumber? So this individual is actually writing Western stories, and he's being paid during the time where the Nazis are starting up. They haven't quite invaded anything, but World War II is ramping up, as in, you see the signs. And he... They haven't hit the Ukraine yet. He's gone... (laughs) So he's gone through this life, and he's covered up his past, and it's a very, very unique story. He's... He's reliving, and he has re-beginnings. So... His story starts off where you clearly see he has been fucked up, shot, and he says, my life has always restarted. Beat to a pulp, maybe? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so it starts about right before, so I would say it's 1939 or something like that. He, realizing he's older, he sees himself not with age. He sees himself as a young individual. And what's really sad about this particular book is the age, where he's like, people forget about the people who are older. And the Western, yeah, he was a badass. He actually was... uh, Did he have the fastest hands in the West? Actually, yeah, his whole story... Was he Jimmy the Kid? 
No, but Billy the Kid. His his brother was killed. Was in Billy. Oh, Billy. Oh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> he he tried to. No, Jim. 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 Say it again. Hold on, hold on. Jimmy the Kid just sounds like a fucking kid. No, it wasn't the Jimmy the Kid. <laughs> Jimmy the Kid Is sounds that, like. Was it hey, Billy Mr. the Kid? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy the Kid. But was, was it Billy the Kid? Yes, no, it was. Yeah, it was. God damn. What's up, Billy? Oh my god. He had a past. Watch Young Guns. And it was, it was an older past that he lived oh. through multiple periods of time. He lived through the Depression, which, you know, he did a lot of things. He was being hunted by the Pinkertons of the age. He had, he moved to Mexico to hide out. He had a family and a wife that were taken by the influenza. And all this time, he's continued to live, and he's changed his identity. And he's finally met Rosa, who was... No one ever Marks? talked to her. <laughs> no. Whoa. She was a maid in the apartment. Look, you were just hitting all these histor his historical oh. moments. No. I was like, is it Rosa Parks? No, it's in 1939, dude. She wasn't there yet. You don't know. Oh, sorry. But here she was, he was this... Individual who, <laughs> who was in the game, he was shooting things up, and he met this woman who, who, took him, uh, who just saw him for who he was. And he talked to her. She, she finally turned him from drinking. And his whole life, she's taking care of him. And now he's had a heart attack. He's dying. And he keeps this fear in life. I mean, everything's about the next heart attack. And if he leaves... This woman who has mm -hmm. brought him back from the brink of hell with no money. Because at this point in time, he has nothing left. They've sold off his book. And I could see him now as a writer how, how horrifying that would be that someone would take the writing. So back in the day, they used to pay him for short stories for like newsreels. And so... They took his stories and then they paid a young kid to actually basically write his stories. And mm -hmm. they stole his work. But mm. they would be able to be paying him for pennies versus him. So here's this gentleman who knows he's dying and he runs into an old Pinkerton who basically says, we're going to rob some Nazis. And in New York at that time, New York at the time <laughs> you don't want to think of it this way but they did they had a lot of nazis and here on the u.s they were fighting for hitler they were sending them all this shit and it was just a story about him finally standing up to do this one last robbery that didn't turn out well as he thought. Just one more robbery. And the individual, the Pinkerton agent that's been hunting him down this whole time, lied to him and said there was money there. And he went to rob this place with him, and it was actually the names of all these huge people in the United States who were putting money towards Nazis. Huge. <sighs> but he was lied to, he had a heart attack, and he finally gets, you know, he gets caught and this guy says look i'm sorry i did lie to you but here's your house here's a deed to a house in queens here's eight thousand dollars in a bank account here you go and he got everything he wanted and he's like i'm all of these stories are going on he's like i went right to a lawyer put it all in rose's name he goes in to ask his friend the pinkerton to go back and say thank you to this guy and 
the guy's dead. He was killed by, of course... The Pinkerton. No, yeah, the Pinkerton's dead. He was killed by this Nazi who was... Because the guy, yeah. So So at the very end, he's old. He's put everything under Rose's name, and he goes out in a blaze of glory. And he goes to the bar, asks for the guy that threw his friend down the stairs. And he, it's like he was back in the day. I guess for me, I know this is coming. It reminds me of The Unforgiven. Yeah. Well, it's this moment where for me, I know I'm getting this way. Movie. I'm midway through, right? I'm 43, possibly going to die. I see my parents. No, you're going to die. Well, yeah. I thought you were talking about the book. <laughs> I'm like, we're to the end. <laughs> but it is a very curious story, and it's very um, heartwarming in a way. It's horrible. He Heart- does heartwarming. Heartwarming. Heart- <laughs> Heart- well, maybe she's dying right now. We don't know. <laughs> You got hurt oh, worms. Oh, okay. <laughs> what an, I, no, thought no. It, the, I thought it was heartwarming in the sense of you are seeing our parents getting older. And at least for our parents, they are getting older. But they don't My parents feel are it. also older. Yeah, but they don't feel old. it. They're old. Look at them. They feel the same way they were at the very... The same age they were before. And... They didn't want to go out this way. And I don't know. It was just it was a very good story. It was three comic books. I don't know how many pages are in a comic book. But, 22. Um, 22. Yes. But it says... To be continued. Anyway, oh. that's how it all happened. And he's fucking that's, dead. Anyway, that's <laughs> how it all happened. He actually ends it that way. And I, I love this... And that's the way the... I love this goes. comparison of... Him remembering his youth being a badass and going out the way he wanted. But he did support his woman at the very end. He's like, I didn't mess around. I went straight to a lawyer. It, It is a worthy read that reminds you that there are... Old people. Good people, I guess. Old. <laughs> but they're old. They're old. They're old, too, but to help... God damn it, no. That was... Did you hear the voice? It went oh, really yeah. bad. Yep. You were doing that damn but No, it was that... It's that southern. southern thing, yeah. It's not so, good. So, um, I believe, if I remember correctly, Kyle? and I was hoping this would be... Kyle? 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 I'm so sorry. No, it will not Fuck go you, with... Kyle. I hate you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good story. Um, I believe that so I read Reckless, which Reckless. is the the beginning of like a, this kind of pulp seventies type of. Uh, uh, I, I, I thought I felt the A Team and Equalizer kind of a thing. It's a it's a he used to work for the FBI. He was undercover for the FBI. FBI. He got it's very similar to my book. He, he got really deep into it and decided. I he he kind of felt for what was going on. He's like the the world's fucked. Let's yeah. help people basically. So he basically he 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 basically becomes a mercenary. And there's like a phone number you can call and leave messages and tell your story. Like oh, this so is why yeah, I need okay, help. Okay, I see and, what you're saying. And he'll choose to help you whether or not. But I believe this and I think Pulp came out first. Um, and I think Pulp Dude. came out during the COVID. This is one of those things they released to like help comic shops. Like, hey, let's get something out there because shit oh, okay. just shut oh, down really? for quite a while. Wow. 
And then because of that, the, um, Reckless was one of these things where he felt he wanted to tell, he had stories to tell, but he wanted to like, be reckless. Uh, kind of, yeah, he kind of wanted to have the balls to like, let's not do single issues. Let's just do graphic novels. Mm-hmm. So he got together with Sean Phillips and said, let's do three of these, but let's do them within a year. Let's do three just original graphic novels. Wow. Same character, just separate stories and whatnot. That's reckless. pretty ballsy. That's a lot of work on an artist. Today. Yeah, exactly. that's, yeah, like, that's ballsy. Here. So this is the first one, uh, and his name is uh, Ethan. Ethan Reckless. Is this real life? Yeah, it's a little edge lordy. It, 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 <laughs> it is. It is. And it is very much exactly. It's a hot topic. Ethan it, it, <laughs> it's exactly how I, how I just explained it, the, the equalizer and stuff. It's mm. it's very much that. Like, the Denzel he, watch. It's the one of the Queen Latifah. Well, I, I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking of the original. Right. Oh, okay. uh, Edward oh, Woodward like, from, from the yeah, 80s. Yeah. God. Um, but uh, like but it's the, it's the same concept basically. Uh, like he, you know, if you're if you need justice, he's there. To if help. you need justice, <laughs> so <laughs> much justice. <laughs> you call Ethan reckless. <laughs> um, but this particular one, um, it's the girl he was in love with while he was he he was undercover FBI working with like the hippie underground. Like mm-hmm. they were bombing shit and. God damn it. But there was the girl he fell in love with, and she mm. comes back into his life after Nobody all yet. these years. Yeah. And she gets killed. And oh. it's basically him trying to find out how she died. Well, he was, her? he's gonna get revenge, basically. Yeah, motherfucker. And he has he has I believe I can't remember his assistant's name, but they live in an old theater. And he just watches old movies that he likes in this mm-hmm. theater. And at one point, you find out that he has this because he did a job for a guy who just owned a lot of property, and he had this theater, and he was going to tear it down and build condos. And that's to repay him, for. he just mm. gave him that theater, and that's where he lives. He built an apartment up there, and he would just watch his movies. And that'd be pretty sweet. Um, but I don't want to give anything away because there is some twists and turns in this. But it's, I mean, like I said, it's it's very like. 80s like you know the the guy who's gonna be a mercenary and help you get justice but it's It's a brubaker and it's it's a solid fun Uh, story and i I can't there's two like i said there's two more out i believe he's planning on doing more um i plan on uh reading the other two that's what i like about him his stories are solid man he's very solid i read uh velvet it's about uh, irene i read i rue i read velvet it's about mel torme Oh. <laughs> the fog and so the um, velvet fog. <laughs> uh, no, it's about. Uh, no, it is. He's the velvet fog. <laughs> <laughs> when you smile, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold it together, uh, man. We're almost there. I believe this came one. out in 2014, <laughs> and uh, it's about uh, this. Her, her name is Velvet. I think her last name's like Pendleton or Named something like that. Named after her vagina. Velvet vagina. Because George Costanza would drape himself in Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> uh, she She's like an ex-spy that's been uh, out of the spy game for a while until... <gasps> like salt. Until uh, another spy... She was always in the game. I don't know. Another spy that she had... <laughs> A relationship with, to the extent we don't know for sure, sexual. 
and maybe whoa, more whoa. so. So like, um, he he was <laughs> murdered. <gasps> murdered. So now she's back in the spike trying to figure out who like murdered salt. this man. <laughs> and uh, man? it's kind of like a whole frame operation, like corruption within her whole organization that she was in. Oh was this a standalone it, it was the first thing? five issues. So okay. yeah, this is volume one. Okay, so um, there's more. Yeah, yeah there's more. Th- this, is, this first volume was more so setting up a lot of things and it was a complete story that I could necessarily tell you about. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the characters were really interesting. There was one really good chuckle I got out of it where uh, this girl Velvet has another old like retired agent that she kind of teams up with that helps her out for a little bit. And they're like uh, sneaking onto the to this property or whatever. And there's these like two guys that come out and the old guy that's with her like kills them both. She's like boom boom shoots them both and whatever. And she goes she goes Come on, she goes. Those guys did, didn't even have guns. He goes. Well, that was rather foolish, wasn't it? It <laughs> 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 just cracked me up. I don't know why. Uh, Velvet's awesome because she's like a a real badass. What was the partner's name? Silk. No. Corduroy. Denim. Guys, she, keep going there. Cotton. <laughs> cotton. Cotton. <laughs> That's the voice word, too, right? Cotton. She's a real badass. Um, she she does whatever it takes to get jobs done. Like she kicks salt. ass. And uh, <laughs> she's, go watch salt, she's very much willing to uh, use use her, her body and stuff to, her to, to get what she wants. There's some boobage oh, in here. Is um, it she she has a lot of inner monologue where she talks about like men are just like so simple. Like oh, when are. she wants information or wants to get into a different a certain building, she'll go to parties and just start like, oh, I've always fantasized about this sort of thing. Maybe we should go back. She's like, men are so easy. Like it's you guys half are hour really asleep, and I got one the information that I needed. Or whatever. Yeah, it is. Um, so kinda. she she's kind of one of those that like she'll they she's very easy. smart in the way she's like I can, I can do this. this Could you easy. agree with that though? I mean. If if you could, yeah, if you could, why not? Like play the system. If fucking... No, I meant men are simple though. You guys are kind of oh, yeah. easy. I would agree. I wouldn't say simple, but easy, yes. I'll okay, that. there we go. I would you agree guys simple are too. simple and easy. Basic, very okay. basic. All right, yeah, yeah. you guys are bitch. And you're just whores. <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. I would think if you're into. Stuff like uh, it's almost like a mix of like James Bond meets almost like twenty four. I get like secret agencies and stuff like that. I don't know. It it was really interesting. I I look forward to what else because it's a mystery too. (laughs) I I, I didn't say it. He sounded like oh, what's her name from. Big mouth, 24. And 24. <laughs> Lola. Oh Lola, yeah. <laughs> if you make it 24 in there. Wrong. Wrong. Right here. <laughs> you fucking Brussels sprout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think if you're in any of that stuff, it sets up a really fun mystery that mystery. I didn't get to see the payoff for, so um, it's got my attention. Did you uh, pick this up on Comicology? Yeah. Okay. Comicology. You know Comicology. Fucking sucks balls. <laughs> Oh. Whoa! Six <laughs> balls. Some the new, balls. The new storefront for comicology balls? sucks. Okay. Balls. Oh, what? They did a whole. No, it's comic. I like it. I it's like it. The the update for comicsology. A lot it of people hate balls. it, but it does. I like it's, it. It's real bad. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I like it comics. Is. 
in my hand. Picks, Mary. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all about Ed Brubaker. We'll do weekly picks, then we're going to pick a name for next month's creative focus. Go! Okay, my weekly pick is Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, oh my God. Tell us more. On the PS5. When you play the game, you learn that the Forbidden West is Kanye. (laughs) Oh, God. Bring it back, man. So this is the second... Imagine being threatened by Pete Davidson. (laughs) This is the second... This is the second game... Good job. And I don't know if it's going to be a series, if there's going to have another one, because I, I haven't finished it, so I don't know if they've left it on a cliffhanger or anything. But yeah, basically, so this game, we're going through, and we're going out to the West. Um, we're going to go to, like, Las the Vegas, and um, where's the where's the Lost bridge? Area 51. Where, no, the bridge. Bri- the Bridge over troubled water. The Red where's Bridge. The- oh, San Francisco. San Francisco. <laughs> The Golden the Gate Bridge? Yes. Where's well, the Red, red Bridge? Bridge. However, red we bridge. all knew exactly what you were the saying, one though. The Full House opening. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know the Never one. Never watched Full House. You know um, She did, too. I've seen, like, maybe, like, one or two Yeah, there episodes. you go. You've seen Whatever. it. You've watched them all, and you know No. They were her favorite. I hear her in her stage, like... Everywhere. <laughs> it was like You're salt. In big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that means Kylie um, watched so it. So basically, the, our world. So this is set in like the way far future. Far. Um, people of like twenty one sixty five have died out, and so this is like way in the future, yep. like. 30 something oh. billion years and this takes place no on it's earth? like a thousand apparently, years it's, it's on earth bridge. yeah, yeah. the golden gate bridge has survived that yeah. long apparently yeah. it's very decayed <laughs> it's Rust. decayed Rust. yeah <laughs> no yeah everything no yeah all that stuff is broken but like it's still it's still like well, we forget the collapse there. of 2164 i mean <laughs> give her, her still her there time. anyway so um our world is dying um these AIs have kind of gone and gone crazy, taken over, and are destroying like plant life. Uh, are making machines that are like hmm. killing people. Um, they are controlling the weather, and they're able I saw to that like. GI Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so your your character that you play, her name is Aloy, and she is a clone of Elizabeth Sobek. Which is somebody from? They call them like the old ones. So is she's this an same old character one. from the first. It's the first one. Okay. Yeah, it's same mm. from the first one. She's a clone of Elizabeth Sobek, and she's like trying to like save the world so that it's like it's not trying to kill itself. And so in our second, in this one, you have to go and you're you need to get these mm. AIs, and they they're named after like. Greek mythology gods. That's so cool. you have to go get Poseidon and Minerva and uh, what's the other one? Kyle. Demeter. Demeter. Kyle. God you gotta get Kyle. Kyle. Fuck you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, they control the weather, the crops, and the water because the water is being poisoned, the earth is being poisoned, and the weather is going crazy. Jeff, the god of the skits. Jeff, the god of biscuits? <laughs> it's from Eddie Izzard. Oh, Jeff, yeah, the right. god of biscuits. That's so funny. Uh, so, you, yeah, I haven't finished it, so I can't tell you all the story, but basically you're going through and you're collecting these I'm AIs. I'm assuming you finished the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it's a lot of fun. That's what I'm going to pick. 
I'm going off my normal, and I'm going to say the latest South Park. It's going to be fast? Oh, oh South Park. Okay. That's your normal? Cool. No, off She's normal. Off oh, normal. off normal. Oh, okay. I remember sitting down with Kylie. It was a quick watch. Kyle? Kyle! Token. I just remember this particular one reminded me of all the older episodes. It felt fun, I guess. Mm. You know, there wasn't a big... It was um, which episode? Timely, the the, yeah. the the one this week. Yeah, oh, this the, week, the, and it just had like the newest one. So yeah, one we it had, yeah, it had it had this seen, yeah. fun thing at the beginning where it was messed up. At the same time, I mean, everything South Park is messed up, but kind of fun. To degree, yeah. And then it had this moment where it was like, and now, and it had butters like we're gonna talk about, and it had it reminded me of just those episodes where they just had fun. Butters and it had right. Butters' parents showing up, and then of course the horse. The horse rapings. Oh, oh my god! But it was just, it just. And it was graphic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Butters are graphic. It it uh it was, it just reminded me of those fun times where they had a character. They just it was when they took a episode or. A reality in life. And when you watch... Have you ever seen the documentary of how they make South oh, yeah, Park? Yeah. When you watch about those... Of course, you can... That's seven Days to Air, I think, yeah. is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, you have it's, to watch it's, it. It's, it's pretty good. crazy. It's intense. Yeah. And really so when you watch yeah. those and it's you see HBO this Max. episode, you could see where they just did that, right? It's so much fun where they're like, well, fuck it. We're going to the very end. How do we make fun of this situation that's right now? And I kind of enjoyed it. I it reminded me of the past, and that's why I liked it. If you have a chance, see this season of South Park. Maybe it's, it's because it's moving yeah. away so much of the parents. I I understand why they are you know the weed thing and they're they're, they're old focusing integrity. back more yeah. on the kids. Yes, and that's one of the things is that I get yeah, the integrity. The, the parents used to like never do stuff on South Park. Yeah, and then for a while there, yeah, they almost kind of because took over I mean show. it's kind of like the age, right? They're growing older as, but you kind of lose age. the kids. And I love this. The whole token thing was oh, it's genius. Yeah, but it's, it's back yeah. to the kids oh, yeah, a little no, bit, right? That, what that you think it was? was... <laughs> You're well wrong. done. Yeah, if, if anyone's got HBO Max, the new episode. You guys really there. need to see it. I, I think it's they're fun. on HBO Max like the day after they air on Comedy Central. Kylie, what do you got? Um, so I was gonna pick. <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus Christ. Jesus. I was gonna pick Scream because that was one I watched a couple weeks God, ago dude. and. The painting. Set, settle down. No. no. The, the, yeah. the, oh my the God. Movie. I know. <laughs> um, because I just love his. Vision. I felt they. That's what should replace the last one they did. You're gonna four, write notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what came out this week? You, come Star on. Star Trek Picard oh, season okay. two, and it was fucking sweet. Yeah, it was. They they threw everything was, and the oh, kitchen yeah. sink at you. Yes. Oh. It's, uh, you got the Borg, you got Q coming back. Ah, oh, and Q. Ugh. I saw the trailers, and you saw Q. Q like the letter Q? Yep. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And you saw Q, he's all old and gray. I'm like, but he's like, he's a god, basically. How is he old? And they, they. Play around with they that. They talk they about good. that in the episode of like, like so why he So you still got a blog old. that tells Republicans what to do? Probably. Yeah. 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 He is a um, god, but, so yeah, uh, sure. It was uh, good. This was the first year that they have had multiple Star Trek shows going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. So not only did we get a Picard 
episode one, season two, we got a new episode of Discovery as well, because that still has a couple episodes left. But uh, if you were a Next Generation fan, and of course, if you've seen the first season of Picard, this is... uh, It is epic. Uh, Patrick Stewart, can't go wrong. They threw everybody in this one, and it was awesome. We did not hold back. All right. I'll keep this pretty brief and spoiler free because it is oh. new. But Mary and I did go see the Batman. <laughs> the Batman. Oh, really? Um, that's your pick. Huh? That's my pick. Um, but there's a lot of that works in this movie for me. And number uh, one, he stayed awake and he watched the whole thing. He did. Kept my attention, mm-hmm. which I always do when the movie's good. I don't know why you guys like fall asleep all the time. Oh my god, always we do. do. Only when movies are bad. Mm. Well, um, so far this. These new movies that we've been seeing, it's been 50-50. Yep. Because we've seen four, and you've fallen asleep for two. No, he's, he did another one. I can't remember which no, one. No, no, no. Anyways. I want to hey. say Spider-Man. I think he... There was no, some... oh, no. I didn't see... No, he didn't see through Spider-Man. Hell no. Anyway. Hell no. The Batman is, is awesome because it finds a way... Because there's been so many different versions of this character in movies now and it's always awesome that they keep finding ways to kind of change it from the previous versions it doesn't feel like the Burton movies it doesn't feel like the Schumacher movies it doesn't feel like the Nolan movies either it's certainly not the Snyder or Ben Affleck it's 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 somewhere between Tim Burton and Christopher Nolan where it's like it's it's a little more serious than the than the Burton movies but more comic booky than the Nolan movies. It's, yeah. it's somewhere in between those two. I'd agree with that. But, but, it, but it doesn't feel like it's trying to do one of those. It, it's like a, a new, a new version. So it, it's nice to see, like at least if a character is going to be done to death the way Batman has, at least it's not the same okay. recipe okay. over and over again. Let me ask you one question, and it's not going to spoil. But I, right. I will ask you off-air spoiler sure, questions. Sure. Um, do they rehash his fucking origin? No. No. Okay. Not at good all. For not that. even a mention really of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the the greatest thing, and this isn't a spoiler because it's basically, you know, in the trailers, but the greatest thing is it's a it's a it's a detective movie. And it's one of the things people have been asking for forever. This movie is Batman working with the cops, solving a murder mystery for almost the majority of the whole film. And it's awesome because the best Batman stories are detective stories. Yeah. And people have been True. saying that for years. And they've never really done that in a movie. They've kind of, you know, done, you know, Batman's got to solve a little thing. But not throughout the course of the movie that this is the plot. These murders and we got to solve it. Uh, the, the, the cast is really good. Pattinson does good. You know, I, I I don't know if it's like a, Zoe Kravitz. She's she's awesome okay. and gorgeous. she is the Catwoman that you've wanted. I would basically. Agree. Yeah, I, I agree. want Halle She's <laughs> no, she's, you don't. she's <laughs> sexy. You had her. She's dude. cunning, I witty. Well, I guess not witty. She didn't do any wit. I guess, but like she's week. sexy. She's cunning. She's the thief that you want her to be. Like she's the. She's very quintessential. All yeah, okay. Pattinson's Batman is I almost compare to Christian Bale in a sense where like he's he's good, but he's not. He, Christian Bale was never the best part of any of those movies because the rest of the cast was always so good. That's kind of how this movie is. Like Pattinson is, is is just fine as Batman, but like Zoe Kravitz is really good. Um, Penguin's really good. Colin Farrell, um, like. 
some of the other the, the Commissioner Gordon in this is is really really good. Yeah, he's uh, Jeffrey Wright. Who yeah, who is in Westworld. So, so Pattinson is not the, yeah, the one you're gonna walk good. away going, man. He you know whatever. It's, but, it's, but an, he, he, it's he's, an awesome. He does his job. He does though. just fine. Yeah, he does. He was just also fine. Felix Leiter in the new James Bond movies. Oh, there you go. So he's always um, he's he's. Always uh, I was excited That's when they right. got Matt Reeves to, to sign on to do a Batman movie a couple years ago. He did that last uh, trilogy of Planet of the Apes films, which oh I, which I, I thought yeah. were great. So he, he's a good director. I was excited to see what he would do. This movie is is pretty dark. If if it's a movie you're thinking of, it's it's not rated R, but oh. it is but it, but it is pretty dark. I I don't know. I wouldn't take kids to this probably younger than thirteen or so. Yeah. Because it no, is, it is rated PG-13? No. At times. At, at okay. times. There, oh, wait, no. Because <laughs> he had come out, the, Matt Reeves had come out going, this is this is basically it's, a horror. It, it's horror thriller at times. The the, 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 the the first time you see the Riddler is is a legit horror scene. It's it's pretty is scary. It? No, wait. I, uh, okay, thank you. Uh, I would <laughs> like... like mm, fuck you. Yeah, no, I, Mary I trust on the horror side. I trust you on the detective side. Mary whore. So if it's I'm not, not a whore, whore, like you're whore? gonna marry you. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. I know, I know. Go from one to a million. Like I'm not saying whore. Like you're gonna be like I can't sleep fucking because of Batman. No, I'm, but able, I'm not saying that. No, I'm, I but mean, I'm saying there's legit suspense. But that stuff make in this it movie horror. where you're like, oh shit, what's good? You know, like like disturbing. Okay. Anyway, I, I can't go further without going into spoilers. So All right, right, don't spoil. As far as defending Who's my picking? case, on we'll this. talk about that after. But but anyways, yeah, the Batman. I think it's worth your time. I think I think if you're a Batman fan, you're gonna like this. Like shivers, just like ew, like yeah. Oh, okay. Like no. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> what's up, Kylie? Pull the next uh, Kylie pick. Creator focus. Everybody. Oh my God, there's. And uh, uh, next week we'll be back doing uh, spiders, Kylie's right? comic book club, which no is uh, Department of Truth. Oh, That's next yes. week. Yes, we got So read that, read that. The James Tynion book. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> Grand Wars. What did you pick? <laughs> Should I repick? Uh, it's J. Michael Straczynski. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another? No, should what? we? No. J. Who's that? J. Oh, my what God. You go to hell. We're yes. reading his book Oh, right Midnight now. Nation. <laughs> <laughs> and many other things. Yes. Yeah, JMS is great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> J. Michael. Uh, uh, no. This is one Kylie's been waiting for for a long time. Uh, you should probably take that piece of paper if you haven't been typing little notes. I'm, yeah, I'm typing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so J. Michael Shuzinski next of month. Truth. J. Michael Shuzinski. That's my girl. Shuzinski. <laughs> Until next time, you guys, my name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Marilyn. I'm Kylie. Kyle? This is the Fortress of Comic Dude, and we'll see you next week. Goddamn it, Kyle.